0: we live in this world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world but on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds for life and death is in the power of the tongue give us this power lord amen Episode 11 of The Warrior's Creed. I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this weekly podcast. Once again, as I state every week, your loyalty and support is greatly appreciated. I want to remind you also to continue, or if you haven't done so, to hit that subscribe and follow button. So you will know and get alerts When I actually drop the new episode Also Invite others to listen in to the show As well The more the merrier Lastly I want to um, Remind each and every one of you about my new book Overcomer That came out on September The 1st If you want To develop a deeper understanding Of your life's struggles If you want to discover your true self and walk in your purpose with clarity and power and confidence, then Overcomer is definitely the book for you. You can pick this book up at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere books are sold. All you got to do is simply Google Overcomer. Look up my name, your host, Victor Clark, a.k.a. VC, and it should pop up in every bookstore that's actually selling it should pop up in your Google search and you can buy it. It ranges from different prices. Find the price that fits you and make sure you purchase yourself a copy. Those those of you who have already purchased a copy, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for your support. All right, let's do a quick recap of last week. All right, what we've been going over is the five master steps of building lasting self-confidence. The first step we talked about last week was mastering the art of humility. We discovered that to be humble It's to be aware of oneself, knowing one's strengths and weaknesses. It's being confident, polite, yet firm in your beliefs and actions. And we went over five steps of mastering the art of humility. The first one was to listen to feedback or constructive criticism. The second one was, let go of your preconceived judgments and overcome your biases. The third one was to seek guidance or be able to ask for help. The fourth was to be conscientious of others In their feelings Learning How to listen And The fifth step Is being not afraid of failure And see it as A learning opportunity Those were the five steps to mastering The art Of humility Today we're going to be going over The second step The second step to building lasting self-confidence is mastering the art of presentation. Presentation is your number one marketing tool. It's your overall look. I've been in the fitness industry for about 10 years maybe a little over 10 years and being in the fitness industry we have to display what we're trying to present to other people by our own lifestyles and by our own appearances someone told me earlier in my training career that you are a walking billboard you are a representation of the product that you're trying to sell which is fitness you have to live and breathe fitness when people see you And they see what you have achieved Through fitness Through discipline And through your knowledge They're going to be drawn to you And they're going to want to train with you Or to learn from you So they themselves can also Achieve their fitness goals But if we're not living out what we say we are people will not be drawn to us they will actually be drawn away from us no one wants to work with a trainer that looks out of shape it's like I've heard this saying before is that no one wants to eat food from a a skinny cook but Some skinny cooks can actually cook very well and it depends on their metabolism because some people have faster metabolism than others so that's actually a little judgmental but the fact remains is that you have to be able to present your values by the way you live your life every day and the way you live your life every day should be displayed through your presentation. So if you're a dancer, you should move like a dancer. You should have the muscles of a dancer. If you're a bodybuilder, you should have the shape of a bodybuilder. Although bodybuilders can have different kinds of shapes. If you are a runner, you should have the legs and the stamina of a runner. If you're a speaker, you should be able to clearly communicate with people and you should act accordingly. If you are a lawyer, you should have the look of a lawyer. If you're a nurse, you should have the look of a nurse in the knowledge of a nurse. So today we're talking about presentation, mastering the art of presentation. We have to become the very thing we believe. When we walk in confidence and have an unshakable faith in our abilities, people will always attract to us as if we were a magnet no one is going to pay attention to the person that has no confidence in themselves James Allen said said it best when he said people do not attract that which they want but that which they are when we have We have to be more willing to improve ourselves rather than our circumstances. So I'm going to say that again. We have to focus on being willing to improve ourselves rather than our circumstances. In other words, stop looking for excuses As to why you can't become what you say that you are deep down within. Stop making excuses as to why you can't and look for the reasons of why you can't. Too many times people will say, well, I can't lose weight because I don't have a gym membership. Body weight exercises are some of the best way best ways to develop your body going for a walk is the best way to work on your cardiovascular system to actually burn body fat to lower depression so we cannot hide behind our excuses where there is a will There is a way. So we have to stop making excuses about our circumstances as if why we can't. The most amazing thing that I see is I see people like this guy. I I see. um, I watch him on Instagram. His name is Zion. And Zion was born with no legs. And he is an amazing individual if you watch the way he works and if you watch his enthusiasm and his outlook on life there is no way that you cannot be rebuked especially when you know that you're holding yourself back from being the very best that you can be he accomplishes whatever he sets his mind out to do. He's a wrestler, and now he's he's written a book. He's uh, he's broken the Guinness Book World of Record record for the fastest man with no legs on, but running on his hands. It's just it's amazing at what he does. Is it's amazing at how he attacks life every day with joy at the fact that he has another chance and another opportunity that he he looks at life not grudgingly he looks at life with love in his eyes and enthusiasm he doesn't look at his 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 state or deformity because i don't really like that word deformity But I look at it as a, as a blessing To those That are around us To show us that We cannot continue To wallow in our excuses And that we have To learn To be happy With what we have Instead of focused on What we do not have And Zion makes the Best of what He does have instead of focusing on what he does not have. Benjamin Franklin said this, competition is the thief of all joy. When we focused on competing with the Joneses, or trying to focus on what everybody else has and what we don't have, we lose our joy. So we have to stop looking at our circumstances And start finding a way to become and do the things that we have in our hearts to do. George Bernard Shaw said this. People are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. He says, I do not believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up. And look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they make them. No excuses. No excuses. A lot of people have overcome adverse situations in their lives. Albert Einstein was told that he was stupid when he was younger and that he was not intelligent. Beethoven was even told that he was not gifted. And I think Mozart himself even went through some stuff. Now this is a great this is this is another crazy story. Vincent Van Gogh. You can do your research on this. Was told that his that his artwork was trash. That it wasn't worth a dollar. now today all of his artwork is worth millions of dollars but he's never seen a cent of it he died depressed because he listened to the words of other people he thought he was nothing he thought he didn't have a gift or a talent but today his paintings are selling for millions and millions of dollars. And he died pitiless. And hopeless. And sometimes. We don't always see the end result. And that's what walking in faith is. But when people are saying things to you. Or you're looking at your circumstances That's a good thing Because If you're being challenged every day You're growing That means you're walking in your purpose We should be scared when we're not challenged We we should be scared when we're Not hearing negative comments Or criticism People will only Criticize you When they fear you or see greatness inside of you so never allow someone's comments or someone's negativity to stop you from believing in yourself or reaching your goal no more excuses don't focus on your circumstances don't focus on the fact that you don't have a network of people around you Find your your network of friends who support you in authors. Find your network of friends in this podcast by listening to me. To encourage you to be a better version of yourself. Listen to other podcasts. Follow the right people on Instagram instead of the wrong people on Instagram. There's so much negativity, but there's also so much positivity in social media. But we have to scroll past the negativity and only focus on what's positive. Because if we keep focusing on the negative, it will drain us and we will never accomplish the things that we need to accomplish. So we have to understand we have to get past our circumstances, live out what we believe through our actions, no more excuses. Because a first impression Is a lasting impression Our personal presentation Is how You portray And present yourself To other people It includes How you look What you say And what you do The brand Is yourself We want to always show ourselves in the best possible light. The art of presentation involves three things. Number one. How we dress or our overall overall appearance. Number two. How we communicate with others. Number three. How we carry ourselves, our body language, we must look the part we want to obtain. We must dress to impress. But I want to rephrase that. We should dress to invest. We dress to invest in ourselves because self-investment is our best investment. When you invest in yourself, you will develop a true wealth mindset and the harvest will be great. We invest in so many other things outside of ourselves. But we have to learn how to invest Into ourselves So we must dress To invest Rather than dressing to impress Impress We don't want to dress to impress other people We want to dress to invest in ourselves Because we see ourselves for who we truly are And we want to treat ourselves Like we have value and like we're important, we have to understand the language of clothes. As a child, I didn't have much, but the little that I did have. My mother always taught me to always. Give my best presentation She told me to always Dress Appropriately And to carry myself With dignity I didn't have name brand clothes Didn't have name brand shoes Didn't have any of those things But she told Me To take care of what I have And to walk around In it As if it is name brand So She taught me To Groom myself To Tuck my shirt inside of my pants To wear a belt To to walk with my head up And not my head down so, as a result of my mother teaching me this, this has translated into my life. And as a kid, I would always win the best dress award in school. Now, I didn't have name brand clothes or name brand shoes, but the teachers and the staff looked at the way I carried myself and the way I took care of my clothes and they did not see the clothes they saw the individual now they looked at other things as well too in my book where i go about when i when i learn those things but i always did win the best dress award mostly all the time so they always saw how i carried myself And that's what we want people to realize. We don't want people to judge us. People will judge you by your clothes. Let's just be honest. That's the kind of world we live in. We shouldn't judge people by the way that they dress. Let let me just be straight up and just 100% honest. This is a very judgmental world and we do judge people by how they dress but we can detour some of that judgment by not adding more fuel or I don't want to say fuel to the fires, but causing more problems than we actually need and I'll get deeper into that because we still have to learn how to be truly authentic or authentically ourselves and not Do things Because We want to fit in With everybody else But we really have to learn What it means to be our true authentic self Our true authentic self Will help us To discover who we truly are And to walk in our purpose With clarity in power. And when you walk with clearly clarity and power, people will recognize that. You can be odd to some people. But if you know who you are, in the end they will respect it. And that's what I want to try to, to get across very clearly. I'm not trying to say that we should do things at the expense of getting other people's approval I'm not saying that at all but I'm saying that we should value ourselves enough that we should want to look our best and be our best and always display our best in this world to never be downtrodden based off of the opinions of other people when other people put us down and call us nothing and say we're not good enough we allow that to affect our display if you imitated someone who was sad they'll have their head down their shoulders will be slouching they won't look anybody in the eye um if you just dis- if you want to display someone who is depressed they're they're not going to take care of the dress they're not going to dress appropriately they they they're going to be wearing sweats all the time they're not going to have their hair groomed some people may not even brush their teeth you know our attitude displays through the way that we dress now I went through things through my childhood and regardless of my dress I still had issues or had problems that I had to deal with at a young age but at the same time that never stopped me from carrying myself and presenting myself in the right way as my mother has taught me and I'm extremely thankful for her teaching me that valuable lesson in life that no matter how depressed I am that no matter how much the world is throwing at me I will still get up and present myself in a way of dignity and in a way of class and a lot of times people may not have known that I was going through things that may have known me or or seen me but my mother taught me to hold my head up and to to walk with my head high. When we go through life, we always have to look at the valuable lessons that sometimes our parents have taught us. Sometimes we only focus on the negative things that our parents have taught us. But there's a lot of positive as well if we really sit back and look at it and we'll see the positive things that our parents have taught us. And that is one valuable lesson that I appreciate from my mother is how to dress and how to talk and how to always look someone in the eye and to never allow anyone to think that they're better than you, but to always treat everyone as an equal. And I always, and I, those are things that I've, I've never forgotten and that they are a part of who I am. Now, all the negative things that have happened, I have to unlearn because the more that we learn in life, the more we have to unlearn. And we have to learn how to keep the things that are valuable that we learned at a, lear- at a young age and dis- discard the not valuable things that we actually learn. How we dress does affect how we feel. When you look important, you start to think important. Use clothing as a tool to lift your spirits and to build your confidence. Your physical exterior affects your mental exterior or your mental interior sorry the better your package the more public acceptance you will receive now once again we're not doing it for acceptance but I'm just stating a social fact that the way you dress will allow you to have more social acceptance and like I said I'm going to be going a little bit deep because we have to learn how to dress appropriately for the right occasion All Right? so focus on being authentic if you're a gym rat and you like to go to the gym all the time and you like gym clothes that's you wear, wear gym clothes but, but but look phenomenal when you wear those gym clothes if, if you're a lawyer look phenomenal when you're a lawyer because how you look in that courtroom whenever you walk in there is going to turn heads and people are going to be more apt to listen to what you have to say. If if you are a police officer, then carry yourself in your uniform with dignity and people will respect you more so as a police officer. Now, I think it's a part of uniform code for I've never seen a sloppy police officer. I've seen some that a little bit they look like they're out of shape, but their uniform is always pressed and it's always clean. And that's a military thing as well, too. Everybody in the military, they their clothes have to be pretty much flawless. So that's another place that I could have learned that from as well, too, about how to dress and how to take care of my clothing is is based off of the military because they drill that into everybody's head. To be very particular about Making sure your belt is lined up With your buttons of your shirt And all this all this stuff But I'm not saying that you gotta be that extreme But we have to remember that We have to be authentic But we also have to realize that The way we dress does have A psychological effect On our mindset And our well-being that's why it's important so we should dress appropriately not at the benefit of others but at the benefit of ourselves now i say that if we want to market ourselves or market a product that we're selling then we have to use more common sense in knowing that we have to look the part in order to attract the right kind of people that we want to sell to so it's like going on a job interview as well too. You can't go to a job interview with your hair uncombed and you're looking your worst and expect to get the job. You have to present yourself in a way that is alluring and that would want to make the people hire you. So dress is extremely important in that case and in certain cases now if you're in your home and you just want to dress how you want to dress and look at a particular way there's nothing wrong with that if you're just lounging around but we have to remember that dressing has a psychological effect on each and every one of us also the colors that we wear when we dress has a psychological effect on us the color of blue represents loyalty, stability, tranquility, and trust. Whenever, blue is a very calming color. So whenever I know that I w- wake up maybe in not the right state of mind and I feel like something's trying to drag me down and I want to stay positive, I always wear the color blue. And when I wear the color blue, it's like I have a better day. It's like I respond to people better and people respond to me better because not only does blue affect you it affects people as well too and i can break down a lot of things about body language and colors and how they have an effect on us because there's a lot of psychological things that go on in society that a lot of people don't know about that i've learned through reading and studying that affect us every day unknowingly and colors are one of those things that have an unconscious psychological effect on the masses red is a color of passion, power intensity and love whenever I was in a leadership position I would always wear a red tie A red when you wear a red tie people tend to listen to you more and respect you more it's just a a subconscious thing that that people do which is why a lot of conservatives wear red ties it is a power color and even sometimes democrats wear red ties but they also wear blue ties because blue ties says trust me listen to me And then the red tie says, listen to me, I'm an authority. The other one says, listen to me, you can trust me because I have your best benefit. So all the colors that they wear have a psychological effect on society. So yellow, yellow represents happiness, optimism. Um, It's an attention getter. Green is healing, natural, um, represents hope. Success, growth, and it's also a calming color. Black represents mysteriousness. It gives you the impression of being rich or affluent, elegance, bold. It's also a power color in professionalism. White is, it gives you, it's, it's luxurious. It's a luxury color, peaceful, pure. Clean simplicity. Purple represents royalty, power, wisdom, and luxury. Pink represents sensitivity, caring, emotional, and love. Orange, warmth, excitement, success, and creativity. Now, to some people orange can be an irritant color, which is why it's not always wear safe to wear the color orange, but it depends on your complexion. And I'll be going more into that as well, too. And then you have the color of brown. It gives you it, it says rugged, dependable, simple trustworthy so if you see a lot of like wrangler jeans and they'll wear blue jeans which is trust me calm and then you have brown boots or brown shirts or corduroy short shirts it says i'm rugged i'm dependable i'm I'm simple i'm trustworthy so all these colors have a psychological effect on us unknowingly until we learn about them and if you sit back and think about it think about those colors you will begin to realize that they do have a psychological effect on you even things that we pick up off the shelf everything that is sold in a store and the colors the way it's displayed is very meticulous and was selected for 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 a purpose they knew that it was going to have a certain psychological effect on you so colors are not chosen randomly they're chosen with a purpose so we have to learn how if we want something in this world if we want to get ourselves to a certain place if we want to affect our mindset knowing this we can use colors to our benefits to help our mental mind state and to help attract the very thing that we want in our life as well too So, warm colors like red, yellow, orange, evoke a higher emotional arousal. Remember, I said orange is an irritant, whereas cool colors like blue, green, and purple are linked to calmness, sadness, and indifference. But it also goes along with a person's skin tone as well too your complexion depends on the colors that you should actually wear as well too like a person who is dark complected should not wear a bright bright color of yellow it would not look too attractive on them or even the color of orange now if you have certain tones underneath your complexion or skin Like, I have a reddish kind of tone under my skin, so reds look excellent on me. Um, Also, blues and different things like that. Blacks, all, all kinds of stuff like that. But you have to see, you have to get the clothes that fit your complexion and that also can help advance your career, advance your personality, by getting you to present yourself in a certain way by having a psychological effect on you and also the response that you would get from other people as well too so we have to be very meticulous about the colors that we actually wear to master the art of presentation to have an alluring Appearance, we must wear clothes that suit our body shape. We must wear the right attire for the right occasion. So let me go back. Number one was to wear clothes that suit your body shape. Don't wear clothes too loose. And fellas, don't wear clothes that are too tight. And we must wear the right attire for the right occasion. Don't overdress and don't underdress. Number three, we must display effective grooming habits. So like I said about an interview, we have to make sure we look the part. We brush our teeth, comb our hair, get a haircut. We have to make sure that we are grooming ourselves and actually looking the part, having a nice clean shade. Number four, wear the right colors that fit your complexion. Already talked about that. Number five, wear the right accessories for the right occasions. How you accessorize can communicate a message. So let me go over those real quick again because I wrote these down to give them to you. To have an alluring personal appearance, we must wear the right clothes. Number 1, that suit our body shape. Number 2, wear the right attire for the right occasion. Don't overdress, don't underdress. Number 3, display effective grooming grooming habits. Number 4, wear the right colors that fit your complexion. Number 5, wear the right accessories for the right occasions. How you accessorize can communicate a message. Watch it, watches represents someone who cares about timeliness. So when you see people who wear a watch, those are the kind of people that are going to get mad at you if you're not on time or you're always running late because they're always watching their right. Watch, excuse me, watching their watch People care Certain people If you can look at that They care about timeliness I wear a watch all the time I do care about timeliness So I could be honest about that You know But I always have You know Five minute grace Or ten minute Because I know that things happen So I try to be as understanding As I can as possible But time is valuable And Everybody who wears a watch, they actually care about timeliness. Necklaces, ties, heels, scarf, shoes, shades, glasses, hats. Each can elevate your brand and further your interpersonal relationships. What we should be is a reflection of what we feel inside. What we wear speak volumes about how we feel towards ourselves. How, however, we should never allow our clothes to make our identity. Our identity defines our defines our clothes. I'm gonna say that again. We should never allow the clothes to make our identity. Our identity should define the clothes. The suit doesn't make the man, the man makes the suit. The outfit doesn't make the woman, the woman makes the outfit. Clothes are useless until the right person puts them on. I saw a meme the other day and it says, if the shoe doesn't fit, you don't blame your feet. You just find a shoe that does. So when you dress, so when a dress doesn't fit, Why do you blame your body? You are not meant to fit into clothes. Clothes are meant to fit onto you. And if they don't, just simply find some that does. We have to stop objectifying ourselves or allowing ourselves to be objectified. We define ourselves not the clothes or the opinions of others. But we must always be authentically ourselves and always put our best foot forward. When we are genuine, we will shine brighter than any star in the blackest night. I'm going to say that again. When we are truly genuine, we will shine brighter than any star in the blackest night this is what i was trying to display earlier yes we should dress to impress but we should always remain authentic we cannot serve the world by shrinking only by shining the second thing to the art of presentation is communication my time is going by fast Communication is the process of enhancing ideas, thoughts, knowledge, and information such that the purpose of our intention is fulfilled in the best possible manner. In layman's terms, it is nothing but the presentation of views by the sender in the way Best understood by the receiver. However, communication goes both ways. One has to be willing to listen as well as elaborate their message effectively. To be an effective communicator, one must, number one, speak always with clarity. No mumbling. Don't speak too fast. Don't speak too slow. When we speak fast, it shows that it, it's actually, it actually detours people from listening to us. Because they can't keep up and we're showing too much excitement excitement. So we have to be even killed. And when we speak too low or too slow, it's hard for people to we lose their attention. We bore them. So we have to learn how to speak at a rhythmic pace. To get people to hear us clearly and so that they will grasp a clear understanding of what we are actually trying to say. Number two, we must be observant about, must be observant and able to gain more knowledge and understanding. So, the first one to effective communication is to speak with clarity. Number two is to be observant so we can gain more knowledge and understanding. Number three, listen and understand Listening and understanding is the most crucial skill So we have to be patient And have the ability to understand And interpret the message well And when we're listening to people We can't assume what they're talking about Too many times because we don't do effective listening We assume what someone's gonna say and we speak before they actually finish. And this is the root of a lot of problems because we assume things rather when listening with our heart and also listening with our mind. So we have to practice listening and understanding as well. The fourth step is to be respectful. Deliver your message with kindness and courtesy Repeating values, beliefs, and opinions, and ideas. Sorry, I meant representing. We must represent our own values, beliefs, opinions, and ideas. Didn't mean repeating, sorry about that. So we must learn to be respectful. Also, the last one is to become emotionally intelligent. Emotional intelligence is the ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and others. So it's knowing when to end the conversation. And a lot of times people don't have emotional intelligence. They don't know when they're saying the wrong thing because they can't read the person's body language or read how they're responding or at or reacting and then also you have to become emotionally intelligent of yourself to know when you should just shut up and stop talking or or the fact of how or or the fact that the conversation may be affecting you emotionally and that we should just simply end the conversation So the five steps to effective communication is number one, speak with clarity. Number two, be observant. Number three, listen and understand. Number four, be respectful. Number five, become emotionally intelligent. So with the listening part, I want to go back to the listening and understanding because that's the most crucial step. We have to learn to stop talking and learn how to listen. We have to also stop the monologue In our head thinking while someone else is speaking. If if we're thinking our own thoughts while someone is speaking. Then we're not truly and genuinely listening. Then we have to also, number three, stop anticipating the point the other person is trying to make. We have to stop that. Interrupting people before they finish their sentence. We have to learn how to listen and wait because... Once again, that goes to assumption. And number four, stop thinking ahead of what you're going to say. When you're thinking about how you want to respond and what you want to say, you're not truly listening to the individual. So listening and understanding is crucial in the art of communication and mastering the art of um, presentation. So the third one that time is running out very, very fast is how we carry ourselves. let see if I can go through this really quick. There is, a po- there is power in poise. Hurry is a manifestation of fear. Fear turns your strength into weakness. Poise and power are inseparable. The calm and balanced person is a strong, in great person. In Proverbs chapter 30, it says, there are three things that are stately in their stride or that move with a stately bearing. A lion, mighty among the beasts, who retreats before nothing, a strutting roost, rooster, a he-goat, and a king with his army around him. So if you look at those four things according to what Solomon says, they walk with power and poise It's majestic It's regal It's stately And that's how we must carry ourselves Our presentation Is important In how we carry ourselves In our body language 93% of all communication Is non-verbal In postures So 93% of all communications Is non-verbal Uh, 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 And also the the, the postures that we actually display 55% of communication is without words 38% of communication is the tone of voice or the rhythm of the voice Facial expressions are universal and impossible to hide In Isaiah 3 3, verse 9 it says Your continence shall witness against you your facial expressions are more accurate than a poly- polygraph test because a polygraph does, goes by the anxiety that we have and also our heart rate. Almost all people fail polygraphs due to them being in uncomfortable situations. So we have to realize that whenever we lie, or say something uncomfortable our physiology always or our face always tells the truth and i want you to go home and and do this test on yourself say something that's not true and get somebody to push your arm down like lie about your name or say something doesn't bother you that really does and see if you have the strength to keep your arm up Whenever we lie or do something or go against who we truly are and not being authentic or honest with ourselves, it affects our physiology. Our body always tells the truth. We can turn some people away by merely having a negative vibe as well. I got three minutes left So I gotta go through this quickly We've heard Someone that we don't like their vibe Because the heart Has an electromagnetic field That is ten times More powerful than your brain So if you have a negative energy Inside of you Your heart Is displaying that energy Outward and people can actually pick up your vibes so if your heart and mind isn't right people can detect that energy without you even saying a word so that's why it's important to work on our mental mindset to get rid of our self-limiting beliefs and learn how to control our emotions and not lie to ourselves and live apathetic lives we can't fake it until we and make it we have to really cleanse ourselves from the inside out when we cleanse ourselves from the inside out we will become more alluring and we will draw more people to become more like us so next week i got two minutes next week we're going to be talking about the third master step and that's developing a pleasing personality I went through this kind of quickly, but it all ties in. So next week, the third step is a pleasing personality. And I just want to remind each and every one of you to have a fantastic week, to don't become discouraged, to remember everything that I said, to work on your presentation, to be the best version of yourselves, and to always remember that you are more than a conqueror.